Our gospel lesson today comes from uh, John chapter 1, verses 1 and 14. Would you please rise for the reading of the gospel? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was, I'm sorry, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and lived among us. We have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of, full of grace and truth. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Our children's message today, I'll be sharing with you a book from a favorite author of mine, Leanna Gillen, and it's called Good People Everywhere. As we've responded to the call from Family Promise to partner with Family Promise of Monroe County, indeed, God calls us to be good neighbors. There are indeed good people everywhere. Let us share together. Today, in neighborhoods all over the world, millions of people are doing very good things. Today, carpenters are building fences and houses, repairing homes that have been damaged by storms. Today, moms and dads are cooking dinner for their families, and cooks are working in kitchens, making meals for people who don't have homes. Doctors and midwives are delivering babies and gently passing them into the eager arms of their parents. Teachers are teaching math and spelling and reading skills, while musicians open their hearts and play beautiful music. Dancers are leaping across dance floors, practicing performances that bring joy to their family, friends, and communities. Today, people are planting seeds, picking fruits and vegetables. Then, driving them, to grocery stores all around the world so you can have a ripe and juicy orange in your lunch. Today, a child is trying her best on her science test, and a teenage boy is helping a young child who is sad and lonely. Today, a first grade boy is helping a friend with a skinned knee. And a big sister is holding her baby brother while her mother runs across the street to help a neighbor. Today, millions and millions of people will do very good things. 
and so will you. I wonder, what will you do? I'm so thankful for good people everywhere who connect us. Would you pray with me as we ask God to help us to be a part of good people everywhere, like a good neighbor, would you pray? Dear God, we thank you for good people everywhere who help neighbors and serve one another. Amen. Have you ever wondered why the Gospel of John does not have a birth story? In Matthew and Luke, there is the story of Jesus' birth. In Mark, we hear of the preparation of John the Baptist. In John, there is no birth story. Instead, we have the birth of creation. John begins at the beginning telling the story not of the birth of the Messiah, but with the start of the world. The word began before all else. Words speak everything into being. God speaks and bang, the world begins in a big way. The word is present to God, and God is present with the word. This is the way the day begins. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. That's how, John, that's how Eugene Peterson translates verse 1 and 4 of the Gospel of John the first chapter that we heard just a little while ago, God moved into the neighborhood. And John tells us that's been true all along. In the book of Genesis, God speaks at creation into being through the word. With the power of the spoken word, God speaks and there, bang, 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 things happen, light from darkness, heaven and earth, oceans, seas, streams, field and vale, creatures on the ground, in the water, through the air, and human companions. Everything else, seen or unseen, spoken into being through the word of God. Paralleling Genesis, God gives us, John gives us God speaking salvation into existence. God's word takes on human flesh moving into the neighborhood and visits us where we are in the person of Jesus Christ. Salvation as preached to the world through Jesus comes as judgment and forgiveness, healing and illumination, mercy and grace, joy and love, forgiveness and freedom, resurrection. 
that was made by God, tarnished by us, and redeemed through Christ. God is in the neighborhood today. We conclude our series on creation care. We've been in the mountains and in the earth. We've stood in awe of the creation of animals, and today we remember that creation care includes caring for our neighbors as well. Neighborhoods are not good and bad. They're not spotlighted or red-lined. They're not desirable or to be avoided. Jesus reminds us that moving into the community is first and foremost a call to action, not just for a few, but for each of us. Creation care includes caring for our fellow neighbors. I was thinking about this as I was remembering some jingles. Perhaps you know some of these. You know, often you can tell what generation you belong to based on what radio and television jingles are most familiar to you. Sometimes they get stuck in your head like a earworm. If I were to say to you, Mommy, wow, I'm a big kid now, you might have visions of diaper commercials in your mind. This would be the 1993 Huggies commercial that might remind you of your childhood or diapering your own children. If I were to say to you, my baloney has a first name, you might get hungry for deli meat. The Oscar Mayer commercial that first aired in 1974 that could remind us of school lunches or packing lunches for your children. And if you heard, like a good neighbor, you might consider the insurance need for your home. Jake from Steak Farm debuted his good news that, like a good neighbor, that's right, State Farm is there in 2011. But what makes for a good neighbor? More than borrowing a cup of sugar or lending a snow shovel when someone makes their way over to ask you. Some of us might remember the television show Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, broadcast from 1968 to 2001 with Fred Rogers, ordained Presbyterian pastor at the center of the production. The show modeled meeting all of the people of your neighborhood for children and their parents. From the postal carrier to those with specific abilities that children could get to know, as well as the land of make-believe. The show was also well known for addressing issues of the day head on in age-appropriate ways while offering relevant care. When unnerving events transpired in the wider world, we can remember Mr. Rogers pointing his listeners to 
look for the helpers in every situation. God is moving in to the neighborhood. Do you know who lives in your neighborhood? For some of us, I think this time of pandemic has been interesting because now we know even better as we've been working from home who takes their dogs for a walk in the middle of the morning or who gets an opportunity to take a lap in the middle of the afternoon. Sure, we people watch, but do we know our neighbors? Do we know their names? Do we know what's going on in their lives? Do we know what sports teams they like? Over the last year, we've been intentionally getting to know our neighbors here around the church. We've been interested in meeting those who live right here in the borough around the church. We began sending out postcards to invite people to join us for worship on Christmas and Easter. Vacation Bible School is coming next. But we're even more interested in developing a relationship and becoming real neighbors. Each one of you who's supported our partnership with Family Promise has understood this. Enid Logan, the executive director, shared with us the incredible growth from 22 to 85 families in the last year who, in response to the economic downturn of the pandemic, have been served along with the Family Promise system. Our neighbors have told us that everyday household items are some of the things they need most so they can save for rent and electricity, child care and transportation. Caring for the world that God spoke into being means being part of the larger creation that comes together to support our brothers and sisters. Thank you for caring well for one another. God is moving in to the neighborhood. I must say, sometimes, maybe not here, maybe somewhere else, but when we look around the neighborhood, we have thought about moving to another neighborhood. It's not about this place, it's about being human. It's not uncommon for humanity to suppose there's another place, a better neighborhood with other conditions, perhaps more congenial, perhaps a government they prefer, or finer schools, or a better system, or so on. John's gospel would call us to say, forget about that. The word is present in the flesh and embodiment of exactly where we are. Because this is where God is. God moves into the neighborhood and calls us to get to know our neighbors. The neighbors we love and know well. And the neighbors whose names we don't know. The neighbors who act appropriately and the neighbors who would probably embarrass us if we got to know them. The neighbors who are young and the neighbors who are old. The neighbors who are well-dressed and 
The neighbors whose clothes wouldn't win any awards. The neighbors who look like you and the neighbors who do not look like you. The neighbors who teach us about parts of God's creation we haven't yet gotten to know. Who is my neighbor? Jesus was asked. And his answer is part of the story of the Good Samaritan, a detailed tale of meeting the needs of someone that others passed by without even giving acknowledgement of humanity. Who are we walking by and disregarding when the care of God's creation calls us to pay attention to our neighbors? The philosopher Calvin Trillin in a book about Alice relates this story about his wife who is named Alice. She was volunteering at a camp for those children who were terminally ill. And during the camp, Alice encountered a young girl who was severely disabled. Trillin recounts Alice's description of the young girl from their correspondence, who she refers to as Elle. Alice writes this. She has two genetic diseases, one which keeps her from growing and one that keeps her from digesting food. So she's fed from a feeding tube at night. So one afternoon, Elle was playing a game of duck, duck, goose with the fellow campers and it was her turn to be chased around the circle. So she asked Alice to hold her mail. And on top of that pile was a note from her mother. Then, Alice said, I did something truly awful, which I'm reluctant to reveal. I read the note. I simply had to know what this parents could have done to make her so spectacular. She was optimistic and enthusiastic. She was hopeful one of the most I'd ever met. I snuck a look at the note and my eyes fell to this sentence. If God had given us all the children in the world to choose from, we only would have chosen you. Alice immediately passed a note to a young counselor who was standing nearby and whispered, It's the secret of life. Indeed, we are made in the image and the likeness of God. All of our neighbors are as well. God is moving into the neighborhood and calls us to be the hands and the feet, the eyes and the ears, the heart and the minds. May you. Meet and know your neighbors and be a part of meeting and building up a relationship with our neighbors here at the church. This, my friends, is the gospel. It's the good news of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen.